practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Hit it. Oh, I should shut my phone off too. Shut it off. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. Soda Jerks Edition. Soda Jerks. I added echo and you came in on the echo. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. What? Yeah, that poor start. Because <laughs> we are known for our quality, sharp. Uh, who's a classic radio man? Barber Broker. Barber Broker. I've been doing radio since 1982. You're a better bar broker than I. That. So, how do you feel about coming in on inside jokes blind? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the listener appreciates it. Wait, what am I talking about? I'm right here. Yeah, I know. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, to explain. To well, first, no, uh, I'm yeah. Hans. I'm Johnny. Johnny, welcome. Thanks soda, for doing a little soda pod. Soda jerks. We haven't soda. Soda hasn't happened since last December. We got to do that. Like making soda. Yeah, or even reviewing soda. I have it in the. Oh yeah, none of it. Well, I had Sam's Club. Zero cokes. Zero cola immediately all right i discussed last podcast um not to i think i I told you about this how walmart target maybe target not so much although i think target's even schemier on this walmart uh shopco for all you midwest listeners from 1995 is it still around shopco oh yeah oh okay box stores right they purposely prey on the poor uh, economically challenged, not in the sense that their prices do exist for those that need basic items, clothing, we'll get to the food, but purposefully they uh, uh, add uh, um, 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 dis- dis- d- 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 defects to their items on purpose because they're like, you're poor. If you want a pair of jeans... We want to be able to identify you? Yeah. No, but just basically like, fuck you. Like, you want a pair of jeans? That's great. I hope you like pleats. It's like, but that... uh, We were talking, that costs more money. Oh, you want a pair of socks? I hope you like bloody toes. Because we use Korean steel. (laughs) No, it's like... But so, what I was talking about, and I, I didn't hit the food category... I open. What a great deal! Two liters of zero cola, zero calorie cola for sixty eight cents. That's amazing. Because a regular Coke, ninety nine cents, that adds up. Um, First off, where can you buy a regular Coke for ninety nine cents anymore? A sale. A sale. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have a Coke sale. Cokes go on sale. Do you remember? I'm talking about like vending machines. Everywhere else in the world, it's two bucks, two twenty five. You're thinking bottles. Yeah, but by I'll I'll get to how. Plastic bottles ruined the soda industry. Okay. Nothing worse than a soda out of a plastic bottle, in my opinion. And well, I'm not I'm not an oldie glass bottle guy. Glass is great, but a good can of soda, nice, crisp, colder than normal. Canning's the supreme way to um, preserve beverages. It's been, it dates back to jams. They had to admit it in the beer industry as well. dates back to jams. Beer? Everyone thought, oh, got to have my Miller High Life in the bottle. Yeah. And someone went, actually, we can reduce the amount of oxygen that goes into this and preserve the flavor about three times as longer if bottles, we just use a can. Bottles skunk quicker. Yep. Because uh, it's a zero light environment. It's a zero oxygen environment. And both of those things are what are tainting flavors the quickest. Sure. Like we don't, you've had, um, what's the green bottle? I can't even think of Heineken? Heineken. Heineken um, in America, obviously, is, it's nothing like what you would get that over is there true, yeah. because the product we get has been sitting in an 80 degree shipping container in a port for three months at a time we get it and people who come over here from another country and t- try Heineken are like that's undrinkable you should pour that immediately you hear that's that unsafe. with wine as well yeah you hear that because sure. they just sell you the drags but it's not just that it's not like a country go it's not like a country is walmart not like European are the Walmart right. countries of the, the world. The people at Heineken aren't trying to scumbag us. It's the importers of our own country that are scumbagging yeah. us because they import too much. They don't care about freshness. They don't care about quality. You know what? And they hold it in a warehouse in Petuskey, Pennsylvania for hours. New uh, Years, months. Trademark it. <laughs> Petuskey? 
I just real quick, because I'm going to lose the thread. Well, you and I have been losing threads all. Johnny's been staying uh, in South Carolina for the last couple of weeks, and it's been a treat. Got to tell you that. We have had some fun. Um, back to Walmart is the smear of the world. Here's their deal with a nice, affordable beverage, two liter bottle. They're like, yeah, we can do a zero cola. Carbonation? Fuck them. They're poor. <laughs> I opened that bottle and it lost its carbonation in less than 60 seconds. Gone in 60 seconds Why? is what I would review that Why soda would, as. Do you think they undercarbonated it or do you think they literally left out, skipped the last? No, time? there was carbonation. But they purposefully went Walmart levels of carbonation because they're like, even though it's our store brand and it should make us more of a percentage point than selling a Coke, us stocking Coca-Cola is more uh, beneficial to us than them buying the cheap because it's so cheap. Have you ever had a mint chocolate cookie Walmart brand? non-existent you can't even pick them up they just turn to dust in your hands exactly it's mint chocolate air flavoring by the time it gets to your face and the creamy like plastic consistency it's like church chocolate remember those <laughs> oh, remember yeah. those nativity chocolates that you're like <laughs> Teddy talks about uncanny valley your mouth hits that and you go hey hey poison <laughs> i think poison but you still eat it because it's candy you can yeah. sugar up arsenic, and I would lap that up. Although I hear arsenic has so, a flavor what's your th- of walnuts. You can get arsenic out of cherry pits, for sure. <laughs> I had to worry about that when I was making my most recent mead, is to not put cherry pits in it. Uh, I've heard that with grape seeds. No, not grape seeds. Peach, apple seeds. Peach pits do as well. I saw Forensic Files where a woman saved apple seeds for years to kill her scumbag <laughs> husband. <laughs> or I was thinking about it. There's not an episode of Forensic <laughs> There's not a story, I should say this in reverse, there's not a story that we've talked about this week that you couldn't say, I saw Forensic Files about that. Murder is popular. You've seen them all. I have. But let's let's not gloss over, alright, so that's what I was referring to, I'm just, I want to reiterate that Walmart is just, I mean, it's not a new statement, right? Walmart's <laughs> up to something. <laughs> that should be their slogan. We're up to something. Walmart. We're up to something. <laughs> you know it too, but you still come in. Just like we were talking about, we were today we were talking about phones and apps. We know they're tracking us, but we're just like, but phone. I need it. Yeah, I want my <laughs> I want my cheap soda sent directly to my house. I'm Barbara Broker. My text is the size of a billboard. <laughs> no, Barbara Broker never texts anyone. She leaves three minute voicemails like my dad. Oh yeah. Are you a voicemail man? No. Not a single. Um, if if it's super important, and I think like emergency level, like they want to know what's up, and they're not going to be able to reach me. But otherwise, do you listen to a voicemail? Um, the new thing on my phone is transcribing, and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It is downright hilarious because I think I've told you I have a friend who won't be named who has a little bit of a speech impediment. Mm, yeah, you're telling and me. And his yeah. transcribed voicemails. On my phone, our comedy gold. It is. I wish I could pull one up. I uh, my brother-in-law um, sent me a concerned text because if you are a listener or new listener, um, I'm in recovery. So I sent him a message just saying, "Hey, Ride, checking in. How you doing?" And it just transcribed to. I had a slip. I've been drinking. And he called me very concerned the next morning. And I was just like, no, I was just saying hi. So, but you need to elaborate why you think Walmart is intentionally scumbagging people by making products just slightly off. I don't get that part yet. They want to hurt people's feelings. There's nothing to it other than Walmart. We're up to something. Like somebody is just like, they have designers that are just like, Walmart pays me a premium. I fucking hate the pores. Like it's almost like um oh, a Zoolander a thing where thing. they're like they just looks down on people so hard because they're because I was I was talking about it. Sorry to reiterate, but uh the the things they do cost them more money than to not. Like hey, this is a normal shirt. I like it. Add two inches of sleeve. So you put it on. You're like. God damn, I'd buy this shirt, but these sleeves are incredibly long. A, um, 
I know you've seen this before. Extra button Plastic cuff around the edge that's like a weatherproof, weird, almost like uh, the type of uh, enamel type stuff that they would put on a shoe as like a, a flare Protectorant. or an accessory. Yes. Yes. I, I was referring exactly. to this. How we got started on this is because Adam Levine has his own clothing line at Kmart. Pin. He's <laughs> owed an apology. Hold on. People... <laughs> People were upset with how Levine apologist. I, not I'm gonna. His shirt off, I don't know why. I don't know tattoos. why I'm gonna come to Adam Levine's defense, but people knocked him during the Super Bowl for being peak white guy and being a bad dancer. And he's if, a talent. If you know me and you've seen me dance and you ragged on Adam Levine, you owe him an apology. And if you saw Lady Gaga dance at the Grammys. And didn't you think there was anything that. weird about that, but you bagged on Adam Levine? Oh, man. I guess it's because Adam Levine has made himself such a mainstream of conservative. No, not conservative culture, might be the primetime culture. Whereas Lady Gaga is wearing pork chop G strings. Yeah, she's more avant garde. Right, yeah. she's avant garde. So she can come out and dance like brick breaker she literally i know you haven't seen it and i don't mean to rag on lady gaga because she, she's an amazing artist i'm not begging on her because she's still a trillion times the dancer i'll ever be and singing isn't even yeah anyways she dances like the tin man who's just trying lsd for the first time right it's bonkers you need to put a link to it on the page because across the board twitter was like Loved her. She's changing music. She's changing the game. And I'm like, no one is willing to be honest about Lady Gaga's level of insanity right now. Because she had an amazing movie. She's got an amazing voice. She's had an amazing career. And she deserves a ton of awards. But no one is at least willing to step back and go, anyone else willing to admit that was crazy? People are afraid not to get things. They don't want to look like that guy. Because they're like... Well, that's a statement, I man. do that every time someone down here talks to me. Yeah. A guy that we were working with said, hey, I don't want to be the first one in the boat. And I was like, oh, yeah, I get what you mean. And then I immediately turned around to you and Jesse and was like, what the hell does that mean? Right, exactly. And it, for the uninitiated, it may not be even a phrase from down here, but it's just, I don't want to be the first one to speak about Something, a subject yeah, I don't want to that I'm not code. qualified on. I don't want to. First one in yeah. the boat. I think I've heard that. Have you? Maybe, Maybe it's just a me thing, but yeah, I know I get the desire to not want to be the person that's like, I don't get it. Well, it's pinned on Adam Levine's yeah, his clothing, clothing line. No, but pinned on what you talked about, because that's actually something new. I don't want to harp on stuff I've already talked about, because I got a lot of good stuff. But yes, people are harping on him for his performance, which is ludicrous, because he's a uh, world-class performer, right? Yeah. You might not like his music, you might not like exactly. his style, but... That's insane. He's super talented. Yeah. Uh, and he's like ripped and like he's so, so for his that... tattoos are dumb. Who doesn't have dumb tattoos? Exactly. Yeah, you're looking at a guy with dumb tattoos. Yeah. I mean, he likes California. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> That's weird, but it's no weirder than any other. You're absolutely right. No weirder than any other hipstery tattoo, yin yangs, curvy knives, whatever. But, uh, people forget the other thing they're ragging on him about is even doing. And uh, aligning himself with the NFL and doing the halftime right. show. Put yourself in his Nikes, right? Mm-hmm. You get offered the biggest show, arguably the biggest show on earth. I mean, it's stupid to yep. think that is football, but it is. You'll never it's the most watched in show in front of more people in a live setting ever. And you're you've hit that Malcolm Gladwell point of you're ready. Like you've mm-hmm. never been more ready for this. Yep. The it's coalesced, the lines have crossed, you're in perfect place. Why would you turn that down? Because of a political statement? I mean, I question, like, I Well, I let's just, just say he disagreed yeah. with the political statement. Like, people were boycotting that performance because they wanted to support Kaepernick. Maybe he still takes the show because he disagrees with Kaepernick. But he doesn't. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't. Why not why use, why not put yourself in it? Use your, you know, 15 minutes, the spotlight. To when you're interviewed inevitably over the next three weeks right, for your you awful did, dancing, yeah. you instead of talking about your piss poor dancing, just support Kaepernick's message across the board. And instead of talking about that, talk about your Kmart clothing line that is ruining <laughs> uh, economically disabled Tell people all it. over. 
You go in there. You're like Adam Levine's jeans. Like, oh, those are normal looking jeans. Thanks, Adam. Is that what it's called? No, it's just called Levine. Levine uh, jeans would be. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so Levine's jeans, though, you look at them, it's like you're talking about. And you go, those are normal looking jeans. And I got to tell you, there's a Kmart on 8th Street that I frequented often. We talked about how I bought everybody in my closest circle pairs of basketball shoes that literally cut people's feet horrendously because you couldn't take a turn in these basketball shoes without whatever materials they were made out of immediately blistering your feet. Mm -hmm. That's neither here nor there. I tried on a pair of Levine's jeans and they looked good. And then you like look closer and the cuffs are like neon plaids and they've got longer zippers than normal. As we were talking about last Somebody's week, the zippers go the south to north. Reverse zippers. No, they <laughs> no. don't. That might be an exage. But like, and then the shirt, you flip the cuff. I'm doing it to you personally. Normal looking shirt. Flip the cuff. Spider-Man. You know, it's like so insane. <laughs> so it's basically he's applied his personal tattoo style no. to his clothing line. No. Of like, I'm just going to no. put random crap on it. No, they've applied it. You think Adam Levine went no, like right. Julia Roberts fashion show it for me, my drummer. Someone said, here's the contract. It's worth $40 million. And he was so like, much money. Yeah. But if I were like, and but you... I feel like he probably saw the, what I saw and went normal looking jeans, normal looking t-shirt. All good. Wait a minute. Those t-shirt have tuxedo tails on them. Like they don't show them like the reality of his clothing. Um, yeah, that's where I was getting at. What We haven't done a soda in a while, but so, what I wanted to say. Oh, wait, you want to cap does it? Does he have a bow tie made out of duck feathers? He does not. Yeah, missed the boat. Jumped in. He didn't want it to be the first in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> that's his oh. interview. I didn't want to be the first in the boat, so I took my shirt off and I didn't talk about racism. <laughs> I want to his, talk about racism for a minute. His publicist is Barbara Broken. Yeah. Hey, Adam, I want to talk to you about race. <laughs> we got to. All right. Let's let's explain not that. talk about the bro, uh, barber broker. No, let's not talk. Dive about, in. Explain. No, let's not talk about the 100 foot barber broker in the room. Let's talk about it. <laughs> OK, so we were talking uh, the the essence of it. Do, do you want to look behind the curtain? It's it's what would happen if Bob Barker were replaced with. A Midwestern a house. Our moms. Mom, yeah. Yeah. Meg couldn't say Bob Barker, so she said Bob Broker, and immediately John went, Barbara Broker, welcome to the right price. I'm Barbara Broker. It's down here. Come on now. Dinty Moore Stew. It's and, a regular price. And everything on the show is $1.99, yeah. so all the bidding Everybody is guesses. just redundant. And we've been, like we do, beating that dead horse all sure. week long. And now we've beat it into you. Yep. Beat it. Speaking of beat it, finally, I want to get, let's not talk about, let's talk about, I'm getting mixed, I'm getting mixed up here in my phraseology. Uh, let's talk about the 600 pound abducted elephant in the room. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Johnny and it's I It's not watched. soda, guys. It's not, um, it is very jerk-practicey vain but it has nothing to do with beverages no because it will make you spit yours out in disgust well i if you haven't watched it out there johnny would you recommend i i only for the insanity yeah that yeah well, that's a, i mean what else is to but recommend? i can't i yeah. mean it's obviously not a good show it, well it's not a positive uplifting show well, it's just not good, in my opinion. Oh sure. yeah, right. You'll talk. I want you to talk about the actual editing and and, and the composition. Um, but anyways, and I'm laughing because there's a laughable moment, and Johnny and I got caught, or I got caught laughing, and he scumbagged me. No, bit his I didn't. Lip. Meg called you out. Yeah, but you bit your lip. You but the only reason I didn't laugh right along with you is because she had already pointed out that's a jerk thing to laugh at. And I was like, yeah, huh, it's gosh, so some sensitivity. But it's not. All right, it so isn't. real, I don't want to spoil it. But anyways, this this film is on Netflix. It's a documentary Film's slash... A generous word. Slash, um, you know, re recreate, recreation. What's that called? Yes, it's... A, a, there's a lot of recreated 
footage in yeah, it. But what's yeah. it called when uh, you actor recreations? Is that what it's called? What? I Act, think so. You know, when you do a fake scene for yeah. something that's real? Yeah. I can't think of it. We've been not being able to think of things. It's not original footage, obviously, because they didn't have anyone yeah, is that filming has a name? her being abducted. I get, it does not matter. It'll come the second Long story short, and this is a long story. This is about a Mormon family who was preyed upon by a neighbor named B. Uh, Bob Bechtold? Berktold. Berktold? Bob Berktold. Well, you should start with the title. Uh, abducted in plain sight yeah and it's about this girl that's abducted twice that's not a spoiler because it says it in the blurb and everything surrounding that is bananas crazy she's totally brainwashed she's it's she's underage so this guy's abducting her and and like i want sexually assaulting her for anyone listening you need to think of the circumstances especially if you have children in which your child could get abducted first then the circumstances in which Somehow your child could be abducted twice, and then think of the circumstances under which your child could be abducted twice by the same friggin' person. So my argument here is the reason that happened is due to religion in polite society. They didn't want to look dysfunctional. They're Mormons. It doesn't have to do with this Mormon specifically, but religion across the board. Because when she was abducted, they waited to call the FBI on both occasions, Mm -hmm. knowing on the second occasion that she was molested on the first occasion, knowing this guy's praying. Not only that, this guy, and here's the laugh. Here's where I laughed. This guy preyed upon both uh, mom mom and dad. dad. Mother, he ended up having an affair with her. Dad, he had dad give him a back alley hand pump in his car. And seriously, the dad's talking. He's got his hands crossed on his paunch. He's going, well, so I was driving with old B. And we're driving and he's telling me, my wife's not giving me the sex. And I'm going, come on, babe, give me some relief. And then he points at his dink and he says, <laughs> and he says, how about you? How about you give me some relief? And he goes, and I go, oh, I don't know. And oh, he goes, Bob, enough of that he talk. goes, hey, hey, it's kid stuff. Give me relief. And he goes, it's the worst thing I've ever done. Yeah, it cuts back to the dad after shocking B-roll footage that they reshot of two 70s-ish era dudes driving down a dirt road in an old classic car, making uncomfortable eye contact with each other, and then just a like a solid 30 second shot of a pair of tight wranglers yeah and in the driver's seat and he's like he's just pointing to his junk yeah yeah it's pretty on the nose it's so on the nose it's bonkers and then it cuts back to a real man in the real world weeping in his chair over the decision he made and and this is why i asked the listener to consider um is that my phone i think it's a phone out in the other room no, right here. Sorry. Oh, that's the break alarm. Yeah. We had a rain day today. That's uh, he asked, That's why we got a free moment for soda jerkins. Oh. Jerkin. So that's why I asked the, the listener to consider the circumstances under which your kid could be abducted twice. Because this guy who preyed on this family, one of the reasons we proposed that it happened twice is because he used what blackmail. happened with the two parents yeah. to blackmail them to say, like, well, I mean, go ahead and feel free to call in this abduction, but while you're at it, you're going to have to explain why you slept with me in a trailer park last February, and why you were giving me relief in my Ford Mustang last kid January. Stuff. It's kid stuff. Yeah. So, yes, this guy was super cunning, but at the same time, in my opinion, I don't want to victim blame here. The reason I don't feel bad about laughing is because these people, again, religion and polite society, I don't think they were brainwashed. I think they were more worried about how their personal perception was right. than letting their daughter get abducted and molested. They're worried about offending the molester who used to be their best friend. <laughs> burn down. Oh, spoiler. Burn down this fucking guy's business. <laughs> he jerks That's him off and then he burns down his flower shop. This guy is literally Bob De Niro from Cape Fear. Yeah. <laughs> He's the devil. He's Al Pacino in Devil's Advocate. Did you... So, spoiler alert. If anyone wants to watch this, and again, I don't recommend you do. No, um, recommended. No, none. They get none. Um, If 
if anyone's watching it, I want you to watch for the part where the FBI has decided to surveil their calls. And this is now the second time that the guys abducted their daughter and the the mom is answering the phone and she's like, oh my God. Hello. And he's like, hey, have you heard from your daughter yet? And she's like, no, B, we wish we could have her back. We really, I mean, she's like, she's pleading with him because she knows he's well, helped a very casual plead. But it is the most polite. Like, if you, you if, if we had just started the documentary there, would you ever in your wildest dreams think guess, that that's what it was referring to? Guess that that was the guy that abducted her. But then the dad is on it, too. And he goes, hey, now, B, you still want to marry my daughter? Yeah. And he goes, well, my, I, my she's thir- my love. 13-year-old yeah. daughter. And they're like 46-year-old friend. And he's like, B, you should get her back here because, you know, that's that's uh, that's the only way you can marry her. So, you know, you got to come back happy and healthy. Otherwise, uh, no wedding. Oh, that's it's gross. Like, it's the dad up. is is like, we loved this guy. We still clearly love him, even though he's scumbagged everyone in our family. And it just gets to the point where the plot line is, it's so unbearable to, to witness them like being played so well by this guy and the combination of the B-roll. I argue played. Yes, he preys on them. Yeah. I argue played because they play along for fear of reputation, not right. for fear. They don't play along for fear of their daughter's safety. But he knew they'd want to protect their reputation. Yeah, no, yeah, so he's preying on them. Yeah. But they don't fear retribution. They don't fear the molestation even. They don't fear what it's going to do to their daughter long term. No. What's interesting about no, that? Because they know it's already done. The damage is done. Right. We just want our daughter back, and which is insane to think about too. Like yes. a parent that's just like, well, we at this point we better limit the damage, and you know, if she marries the predator, at least we'll get to see her occasionally. Uh, I don't know about yeah. Well, anyways, Ugh. he did some kid stuff in the car, and it was, it was yeah. Well, now I look like the bad guy here. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? Well, just laughing at hand pump Harry. Well, I think he is that that scene, especially. Well, go watch it. You'll understand why Hans is laughing, because I did, too, because the dad's just ridiculous in in like his explanation of it is like, well, you know, I I don't know why, but I just I I reached over and I helped him. I, I guess you know what else it is, is and this isn't fair because everybody reacts to things differently and so much time has passed. I don't, I didn't, and that's not fair for me to say, you're right. I didn't see enough or feel enough or get the impression of remorse enough. No, we all, In fact, she profited, the mother profited off of it Wrote a now, book about it later. Wrote a book. Which I get is part of, I mean, everyone's Coping got their own healing stuff, yeah. process or whatever, but it does seem like, like she's remembering this guy at the start of the movie and remembering how he seduced her. And you would think telling a story about how a guy ruined your family, it would be a really sad thing, or you would be, feel remorseful or feel some guilt about it. She's grinning ear to ear about yeah. the day that he yeah. finally seduced her. And it's like, you as the viewer know that this is going to lead to two abductions. It's not a secret. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's in the title. Um, it's in the description on Netflix. So you're you're just baffled as to why this woman would be remembering this event so fondly that caused so much pain in her family. Yeah, it's all, and we had been talked about, like, Casey and Henning, you're probably taking a quick toot of this episode, if you haven't watched it yet, but I would kind of feel like Casey has. He's probably screaming, he goes, you haven't talked about the fucking aliens, you haven't <laughs> talked about all of this other shit, the box that mysteriously gets slipped into rooms, the fact that not only is he let in to abduct, he just is let in the house on a regular basis to sleep with her in the bed. And they're just like, he's just having a sleep. Because his fake therapist said he needs that exposure. It's it's exposure therapy. How else are you going to get over your addiction to molesting young women unless you expose yourself to more young women, which is, again, that's just this documentary. It's, I mean, it's a true story. In the broad spectrum, it's just the narrative is so encompassing and sad. It took us, what, four nights to finish? Yeah, yeah, we just started and we would stop at an we, insane point and then go back to it and it was a marathon. It was intense. What else have we done on this trip? Um, we're pruning a lot of vines. 
Oh yeah, we're, well, it's a work trip, right? In my trip in my sleep. In your dreams, yeah, pruning. I, you uh, know that thing. I think I told you this, but you know that thing where you're just about to fall asleep and you have that falling oh, feeling yeah, and it wakes you that. up. I've I've done that because my hand is in midair in front of me pruning vines. Sure. So it shakes me awake. Like I see them when I close my eyes. I it's hate, been fun work, but I, it's like you. It's it's so in the back of your mind you don't even realize it. Yeah, you close your eyes and you see it. I'd hate to uh, be invited you in the car for uh, kid stuff with that pruning hand. Oh, You'd rip his dick right off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, what do you do in that situation? As far as jerking him off? Yeah. No, B. No. <laughs> no, but I mean like when he, of course, insists and puts a gun at your head or something he didn't put a gun i know but if, if anybody puts a gun on my head to jerk them off i jerk like what's the question i don't know hey he, i'm just looking right. to back you into a statement where you said exactly what you did That's oh all. i have no I'm problem doing around. that yeah even a curvy knife i say all right pull it out <laughs> let's see it be um what else uh, I got a crazy tote from my parents with journals. We've been talking. Ooh. It's been. Did you bring a, the journal in? Uh, it's do right outside in. the door. If, I'll grab it. Uh, you're right there. Johnny's walking to snag this journal, and obviously, I don't know if anybody else gets the feeling, but it's like when you see anything uh, that you did or wrote in high school or a picture of yourself in high school. It makes you sick to your stomach. It's happened many times on the podcast. So my parents save everything, uh, which is like is great. Obviously, you know you don't want them to spend all their time going through your stuff. Like, like I was telling Johnny, they should just like burn it. But when you get it, you go, oh well, this is actually some nice insight. And then you go, I want to throw up. Our parents do this to us, and I posited on the way back from i got to oh yeah observe a good point yeah. family christmas because in feb yeah in february because you know time of year the family travel meet up at that time so i got to watch it and karen was very graciously sharing all these old memories with hans and jesse and the family of stuff they did when they were kids and we just thought we're we're going to be the exact same type of person later in life because even though you miss with like 90 percent of those like things you find yeah john here's the um of the han solo baseball card you got in a, a package of gum when you were nine and it was in one of the books i found in our house you strike out on all of those right but then you hand them that one piece of gold and watch them light up and tell you their Bag memories about it yeah and your kid like goes bonkers over this memory that they'd completely forgotten why wouldn't you try and give them everything in the house just to spur one of those memories sure. like that's yeah, a huge yeah, a good, that was a good observation it's awesome and so one of the ones that she got was high school hansi's journal and just to preface it it's not like i don't really have a problem reading it because it, it's a journal in a creative writing class i had i think or some english class it's dated so this is Pre-9-11 journaling. Got dark after the old buildings collapsed. I will say you're a braver man than I. If I, if someone handed me one of my journals and said, I want to read this for everyone. It was from when you were in high school. I would be, Beck told them, immediately. They would not see the light of day. Yeah, you burned down the flower I, shop? I would, yeah. Just well, to get I, that journal I, I think it's a little different because it has prompts. So it's not like coming mm -hmm. out of the darkness of my subconscious. Maybe it is, but like it's you not like... You should explain. It was for a writing class in high school. Yeah, and they give you a prompt and you just journal in, in the beginning of the class. Uh, do I dare? I I think it'll probably... Because it's so douchey. Like, I think, you think people you are will so, relate to this. You are so... And the reason I don't have any problem reading it is because of the comfortability of the podcast. I've already... My reputation is bead beyond You don't control. have to protect a run for Congress. Neither no. of us do. I mean, I think I could... I'm a bee. I'm a Berktold. Not in the molest, but... Not in the molest, in the, but in the best. talk people into it. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm running for Congress. Yeah, I got a pass. Sure. <laughs> All right, B. Give me that journal. I don't know if I like the term B. Although it's the first, one of the few guys where I was like, oh, everybody calls me H. Here's another initial guy. <laughs> <laughs> I will we'll just say, for the listener, because you can't see him, Hans is wearing the exact same glasses as this guy. Okay. There is something I do have to say. 
I don't know if anybody out there's had like, so I was growing this beard for, it was, it was like three months. It's the longest I've ever tried to grow facial hair. And I saw a picture of myself. I just went, oh, that looks too crazy. But I made the mistake of not halving it and going all the way down to a shave. And uh, a friend of mine, or I don't know, not even, somebody once said, like a comic said, uh, have you ever seen a picture of yourself and it ruins your whole day? Like, that's Is what that, happened. I didn't even ask you why you shaved it because I wondered if it was something that you were like, I, it was bothering me. It was the golf picture you posted on Facebook. Oh, really? I saw it and I was like, it, it had to do with my smile, too. Like, I can catch a weird, like, Mo Sislak smile in the plastic <laughs> surgery episode. <laughs> and I was just like... Because uh, I'll admit, I was very envious of your beard. I can't grow facial hair. Well, yeah. I, have, I haven't shaved in, like, a week and a half. But I can't grow anything close to that. I have the Joe Dirt facial hair pattern. Yeah, so do I. But yours came in thick. You had, like, Civil War general hipster going on. It didn't on. go cheek, though. Yeah. It went low. No. Lincoln. Like, if I were to shave the mustache and under chin, it would be straight Lincoln, which could be cool, but it also looks like Moe's from The Office. Yeah. Anyways, I was also getting uh, a lot of flack from my better half. So Yeah. I mean, oh, I uh, John Hodgman talks about the right of every man to grow facial hair until they get married. Then you go and then you've bonded into a union where you better make some, I think that's fair. Uh, not sacrifice in the right word, but what's it called when you compromise anyway, how do we get on that? Oh, Uh, you were not self-conscious about your journal. You were self-conscious about your facial hair. Oh yeah. When I shaved it, because I have like a beard and long, weird stringy hair kind of work. Now I just have a, and even, you know, I prefer a nice aviator. Now I just have very long, clean, straight hair in the back and my Bertolds. And I'm not a, I'm not a fan of what I see. It's in very, one. I mean, I like your hair. This is not to make fun of it. It's a uh, spy game, Brad Pitt hair. Never and seen I, it. Oh, it's a great movie. Is it a kid's movie? No. Um, spy it's, Kids. It's, <laughs> yeah, Spy Kids. It's um, a Robert Redford movie. Is it Angelina Jolie? I think I'm saying it correctly. It's the one where he's a spy and he gets captured. And Robert Redford is a CIA agent who's retiring and has to save him in the day that he's retiring. Brad Pitt's hit or miss for me. Well, I made made the Brad Pitt reference because your wife told me that she's like, I'm looking for more of like Brad Pitt in Fury than Brad Pitt of... Oh, she wants me to get a haircut? She likes the sides a little neater. Sorry to out you, Meg. No, but but when my sides get neat as a pin... I get like a, uh, uh, I don't know what the, it, like, it just like a nice long strip in the center. It's, here's the thing. I like a Brad Pitt and Fury too, because he's Brad Pitt. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anybody insane enough, even the, ha- even a Timothy Oliphant, who's a handsome, handsome actor, sure. is not a Brad Pitt. Well, but you're sharp, dude. You can pull off a good haircut like that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're not a sharp dude. Read your journal. No, I, uh, my chin eats itself like like Aurorus Boris or whatever that is. <laughs> what is Aurorus Boris? It's the snake eating its own tail. Oh, okay, I get what I now. Arliss Barliss. <laughs> I can't think of the term because you've got Aurorus Boris in my head, but I know what you're talking. Aurorus and a Boris. You know that song that Kennedy's. Borealis, hey! Well, that dropped flat. It's flat as a zero cola. Um, journal. We'll hit. Journal. So here's the thing about. No, I don't. Why do I have to preface it? Read it. Prompt. This is from January nineteenth, two thousand one. Prompt. Learning without thoughts is labor lost. Thought without learning is perilous. That's Confucius. I would argue, real quick, that perhaps the teacher found a fake Confucius quote. Um, can anything really be contributed to him or yeah that's what you see that's what ivanka trump quoted like somebody like jesus and they were like that's not jesus that's a t-shirt from the grand exactly all right a monkey without a diaper is a naked monkey and dear lord there are too many of those already teaching is evil give me a book and i'll change the world can i ask just quick what what you meant by there are too many naked monkeys already? I was being shocking. 
was being shocking. A monkey without a diaper is a naked monkey? That's just stoner boner, like, okay. journaling, right? Okay. I wanted to be like, monkeys are fucked up, dud. <laughs> Hans, none of that language. Hey, language partner. And then this, teaching is evil. Give me a book and I'll change the world. All right, I got to stop doing that accent. I don't like that. I've been in school for 13 years, and after I learned how to read, I should have never returned. By the way, thought without learning is fun, my little confused Confucius monkey. Quit being... See, now I feel I think it's funky. my skin is on fire. I think it's funny that the monkey theme has continued through your life. You're literally sitting behind the three monkeys. Oh, yeah. And well, I mean, I am fascinated every by Every song them. you've made up for your daughter in the last year has been about monkeys. Yeah, I mean, it does permeate my... Yeah. But getting into my head here, it has nothing to do with my fascination of monkeys here. It yeah, has to no. do with no, I get shock value. As you can read when I'm actually trying to be sharp. I, I should have never returned, bitch. A lot of, I can finish every one of these sentences with bitch. And can it we would pause fit. for a second? I almost laughed out loud and woke your daughter up on... What day was it last week you had a doctor's appointment? Yeah. Uh, I had to Monday, leave Tuesday, early Thursday. and Hans left me a reminder on his door um, to bring the TV dinners that I bought at the store to work with me so I'd have lunch. Very nice thing to do. But the note that he wrote just said, TV dens, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I had trouble taping it to the wall. Because <laughs> he it was the a Walmart tape. 99 cent tape. We've talked about it. The type you have to cut with a rock. That is but some, doesn't stick to so anything. That's so funny that in life, tape came back full circle yep. before Christmas. It was before tape season. Wow. Um, uh, quit being uh, confused, Confucius monkey. That's a play on words, bitch. <laughs> uh, let's see. Quit being so serious and lighten up. I think all the time. Oh, God. Oh, quit being so serious and lighten up, exclamation point. I think all the time, and if I learned what I thought, we would all be dead a long time ago. B. <laughs> Thought is fantasy, and sometimes fantasy will kill you and your whole family. And if I learned anything from the millions of lobsters, see, this is more. That's like a like that What's, could be a sharper statement. I haven't finished the sentence. Again, shock value. And if I learned anything from the millions of lobsters on horseback fighting my algebra notes, I'd be having a seizure. You know what? I get the reference though. There isn't one. Lobsters. Where Radiohead talked about lobsters a lot. Oh. I was reading a lot of um, Who's the Fear and Loathing? Um, Hunter S. Thompson. So it was that absurdist sure. kind of gonzo journalism. I, it, so it's totally, yeah, it's totally contrived. I think about what I could be learning outside these walls, man. Or added, man. And right now I'm thinking that all of that thinking is labor lost. Signature, we're showing you. Oh, please post the signature. It is a Princean musician signature, which is so egotistical. It is a combination, if I had to guess, of the letters H, K, and F, all J in one symbol. Just H and F. Well, what's the... Oh, yeah, that's an H. Lowercase H, uppercase F, which actually now looks like an E. It looks Japanese, kind of. Yeah. So, man... And there's, there's some gold in here. You should, yeah. you should save these with the... Put it next to the Hot Rod God folder. Yeah, you're right. Uh, let me see if, let's at least, just, but you were, I don't know. It, I would rather go through life having, uh, attempted to be somewhat, I don't know, you would call it artistic at that time and, and refining that to become what you are later in life than to have lived a sterile, banal, never took a shot. Ex like, Oh, I didn't tell you. Oh, before the next segment, I went to a trade show. For oh yeah, Brewers. that's right. Yeah, and um, <laughs> my first my first meeting was a presentation. Did you by say a brewery trade show? Brewery trade show was a um, a meeting by. Um, I want to be as not specific as possible. Let's just say a group of people that would normally finance breweries. Sure. And the guys, I mean, he's clearly an accountant. You'd rather be you and have the creative fun you laughs that you had than be the guy that was so scared to talk in front of a room. He oh. almost threw up. That's hard. Public speaking is hard. It is. And I just felt for him because he has the, he's got the type of soft, quiet public speaking voice. That's also a little high pitched, mm -hmm. but it's quivering the whole time. So he's, he's talking to the room about, um, 
how you'll never get a grant for a brewery. You might get a loan, but they don't offer grants for breweries, which I don't believe. Artist grant? Yeah. Why not? I don't see why not. You, you could write find a good something. Proposal. Or if you did it on um, land that had to be reclaimed or reused or something, or if you I'll had write to... you a proposal. I just gave you some gold exactly. there. Brewery's uh, like a monkey bitch. So he's he's telling us that you'll never get a grant, and he goes, "Oh, a lot of people think you're just gonna walk in the office and get, get a grant for brewing. That's not gonna ha- happen." And right in the middle of it, the door swings open, and the person who's there to photograph the trade show and for next year's publicity sure. walks in and starts taking pictures of him, and he gags on his own words. Oh. And I just went like, I feel for you i felt that nervous in public situations sure and that's probably not the type of guy that swings and maybe misses in a journal that just writes down the ingredients to the soup he's making for the afternoon and i'd much rather appreciate the weird creativity of that than just be i don't know so i'm sure you've been yes i agree uh but i've also been public or nervous public speaking because it was a subject that wasn't enjoyable right sure but i'm sure you've been nervous public speaking but you haven't displayed your nervousness that you no i'm sure you even absolutely you've been more nervous than you show and even you think you might be showing your hand and then you see a video and it's told you about one where i spoke for yeah anyway so you gave a political speech or promoting a political figure yeah that's my public speaking you promoted they cut cut me from five down to one and i had no idea how to do it and literally was so ashamed, I just turned around and walked out at the end of it. Didn't even approach the politician. Didn't say goodbye to anyone in my group. Didn't I couldn't look a person in the eye, and it was on live television. So here's what I think. The public speakers that are so nervous that it shows in public speaking are the Walmarts of the public speaking world. Because they They're shouldn't get on stage. They're not trying to. They shouldn't get on stage because they people like that make me so nervous that it hurts the next time i need yes. to speak they demonstrate this is a real outcome of the situation you could turn into a bumbling idiot yeah you sure you want to get up there exactly and this was me college just got out of my like i did forensics debate in high school and yeah. thought i was fairly confident giving a prepared speech nope out yeah. the window so i've shared this before here's what somebody that's bad at public speaking just say no you know what that person just couldn't say no say you know what Put me in a different avenue. I'll I'll give a written what proposal or something. Jobs online. No, you need to do it today. Go in. Fuck that guy. It's just brewers. Get a different job. <laughs> I don't know, man. Get a partner up there. I, Make it part work. Part of me says, "Oh, okay. I'll show you." Right. Well, you that's know you. how bad I am at, at public speaking. Yes. I, no one will ever come for our services for getting their brewery up and running or whatever it is. A couple listeners probably know where I'm going with this. A bad public speaker, and if you can compare stand-up comedy to public speaking, Casey and I went to our first open mic, and and this is my own brain projecting, right? Instead of seeing a few comedians and going, well, I was nervous about it, but I can definitely do better than that guy, a guy got up there and was so nervous that his saliva dried up harder than a ditchweed bender. And he went, so the thing, ah, ah, and then he had a prop, which was like a skull ring. He just went, held up his prop and went, ha, and I was just like, (laughs) fuck this. I'm never getting on stage ever again. I will never do this. I hate everything. I feel sick. Casey, I can't do it. And that guy ruined, like, it took me like, I don't know, Casey's more sure, a year and a half, two years before, and rehearsal after rehearsal before I felt comfortable getting on stage. And that's me, obviously, but that's why public speakers who can't public speak are the Walmarts of the world. That's how people become impressionists. I'm going to take on someone else's persona on stage to break the ice. Well, we saw let that leads oh, into we talk something amazing we saw, and it's going to hurt our feelings because Johnny and I had, or, and Meg, and I don't know who threw it out there, but it was like a coalition of uh, of. A great sketch. Of, of ideas. Maybe Barbara Broker was involved. We were watching a show on Sammy Davis Jr., American Masters on PBS. That I Highly recommend. recommend. It, this guy's unbelievable. I did not appreciate him enough. No, clearly not. Same, uh, me, me neither. Clearly not. Uh, so it hurts because we can't think of it. And I was about to tell you before we started the pod, I had a dream. This had to be 10, maybe, I don't know, 12 years ago, 
where the members and they're not dead but the mem one of them is the members of monty python came down to me in their dream whispered in my ear apparently a comic premise or a sketch and the rest of the dream i just walked around laughing hysterically and i remember waking up going that's gonna that's the one and immediately forgot it which it probably wasn't anything they probably went in my ear and went b's gonna tell you about aliens but even if it wasn't the one making a sketch about how right how it wasn't the one would be sure. a good sketch anyway so this is like a sketch we feel got through our fingers because it was something as crazy as barbara broker hosting the right price i know how we got to how we started it i because i said um oh my god this guy's so amazing if if you've ever watched um, Bing Crosby, like White Christmas, oh, that's what you said. or Summer Stock, or anything like that, where you're like, wow, what a great talent. He tap dances, he's got a voice of gold. If you appreciated any of that stuff at like the holiday season, and you haven't seen Sammy Davis Jr., Sammy Davis Jr. should have had Bing Crosby's career on steroids. And it's only because we were such a racist nation, yeah, or still are in some ways. But personal color, yeah. He should have had every penny that Bing Crosby had. He should have put Bing Crosby out of business. So here's what you, here was such a good observation. We saw Sammy Davis Jr. Our jaws were dropping. And by the way, watching this, you don't. You're like, that's the most amazing thing I've seen. And then he elevates it. 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 And then he's wearing crazy clothing, elevating it. But. Like if you've at, uh, if you've ever watched like Bruno Mars on SNL, where you're right. like, holy shit, I don't even oh, know yeah. how that guy moves right. that way. It's clearly because he's seen Sammy Davis. Jr. Wouldn't you say the go-to is Michael Jackson level of talent? And yes. then you just see him and you go, sure. Yep. As talented, yep. more so because he's the forerunner, yep. I suppose. But so anyways, you were saying, I can't believe this guy didn't make 40 movies like mm -hmm. Bing Crosby. And I said, well, it's because he's a person of color. Both agree. And then we, and then of course it was the next scene and it's two drummers on each side of him. One guy drums just like jazz drumming. And then Sammy Davis Jr. takes it as like jazz and just taps amazingly taps his way to the next drummer. The guy does a and then Sammy Davis taps and then the stage moves with the camera, like moves physically the moves towards the camera. Backwards. The stages are both moving towards the cameras and the, and Sammy Davis Jr. is in the middle of it, tap dancing as they're doing that. And as a drummer taps out a beat on the guitar, Sammy Davis Jr. is not only matching it, but then one-upping it with his feet. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really, really remarkable. It's just bonkers. And I somehow that led us to a sketch, and we don't know how. And you were talking about impressions. If we you were didn't know Sammy Davis Jr. did impressions, that was pretty wild, too. The best was talking about a personal color-breaking barriers, right? Yeah. His first thing, so this is sad and relevant politically now, is he, as a performer in this time, had to, even though he's African-American, had to put on blackface for some of his performances, which, which is bonkers. I hadn't known, but it was a lot more common um, for right. people of color to even yeah, participate in that. Because they weren't allowed to show people of color on screen, therefore right. white people put on blackface, therefore black people put on blackface, because yeah. that's how racist Jim Crow America portrayed black people right. as cartoonish right yeah. uh disgusting but sammy davis flipped it on his head and went i'm gonna do white face yep. and he went out and did like james Cagney white face it's so funny but and like also like, like you cannot impersonate a like they lost their minds out out of like anger over him impersonating a white guy and the funny thing is he's telling this story on a talk show on david letterman in mm. the 80s He's telling this, I think it was David Letterman. Yeah. He's telling this story on David Letterman. And he goes, you know, I was at this place and I was doing impersonation after impersonation. And he was impersonating all people of color. And he he redid all those impersonations for the story he's telling on the talk show. And then he gets to Al Capone. Each, each person that he's impersonating gets a laugh, right? Then he gets to Al Capone. No, not Al Capone. Um, Jimmy Stewart. J he gets to, that's right. He gets to Jimmy Stewart and he says, well, we'll say, hey, uh, I'm going to lasso the moon for you or whatever he does. Yeah, sure. And the audience goes dead silent. And it's... Barbara Broker level Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> it's, a, it's a part of him retelling this story about how that didn't get a laugh and still 25 years later doesn't get a laugh because he's impersonating a white person. Right. Yeah. It's just mind-blowing to me. It's gross. And he, you ended up going to bed, and I, I decided to still watch it. And there's one. It again, gets even sadder. 
Well, yeah, of course, because yeah. he ends up getting sick and he ends up like not, uh, you know, he's huge in the 50s, right? Early 60s. And he doesn't necessarily mend with the the uh, blend with the counterculture. In fact, he becomes good friends with the Nixon administration and, and tries to, and it, it's all like. And gets uninvited from the White House. By JFK. By JFK. You would have never thought this would have happened. Because JFK didn't want an interracial couple had, at the White he House. He had just married, or tried to marry. No, he oh, married. And uh, got a bunch of... Yeah. Anyway. Beautiful woman. Had kids, and like just had and this amazing relationship. they just uninvited him because but, of it. But Nixon, kind of... There's there's two sides of the fence, and they talked about it. Was he playing Sammy Davis Jr. to, to try and relate to... The same people he was fucking, which was economically poor people of color, or was he genuinely friends with Sammy Davis? And, and the more and more you watched it, it was like Sammy Davis Jr. is no fool. He talks about how he never, ever spent a day in a classroom, but you hear him talk and he's, he's brilliant. so eloquent. Yeah. He says he spells and writes at like a third grade level, but you hear him talk and you would think this yeah. guy's Harvard educated for sure. Like right. He's... Yeah. He's, he's super smart, um, but he never, but he's also aware he talks about how he can't let more people like he just has been burned so many times by race and culture and everything that he can't that let people get close to soul crushing for yeah to watch him say like um that his relationship with jack kennedy was the last time he let someone that's in. right he was like I'll, I'll be friendly with you i'll say hello to you uh we'll we'll be very cordial to each other but i'll never ever truly let a person into my heart into my life like that and you're just like wow how like how do you live constantly with your guard up that much, protecting and he had his yourself at all times? I popped out from a steering column. <laughs> he sits like so. You watch him, and you just go, "Oh, this guy's the best of the best at dancing, and everything." And then he was on a talk show. He might have went to bed, and he pours a glass of water. It took and he goes, two years. It took to me learn. two years to do that. Yeah. He's really like I know we're fawning over him, but deservedly so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wish I could have him on the pod. It Billy Crystal's on the. Um, documentary too and the way he talks about him you can tell there's like just this nostalgic like kind of tear in your eye type of like you don't Reverence. even understand how great he was still yeah i know you're watching a documentary about him and there's all sorts of footage along with it but you, you truly don't get, don't get it yeah yeah I, I can't say i've seen anything live that talented like everybody's got a certain talent but like he had that across all. the board and he didn't know he was a child star that's another big thing about it is you didn't know he worked as a kid he worked his whole life yeah. he worked with this guys like the will tristan trio or something sam watson trio forever and you didn't hear about this because they talked about they talk about some of the downsides of sammy and he was a spendthrift they said he couldn't walk two blocks in new york city without spending fifty thousand dollars he just had, but he's like you want one of these i want 20 of these spent money like crazy never looked at his bank account was always broke but never worried about it because he, they said he was like the world gave him an allowance. He could wow. just spend and spend and spend. So he never retained any of his money. And these guys, the Sim Whiston trio or whatever, took 25% of his earnings up into the late 60s because of an old contract. And he was just like, yeah, fuck it. It's just money. No. And he made a ton of money, obviously. Well, yeah, obviously. And should have made like... 60 times more than he did he should like i said right. he should have had bing crosby's career oh without a doubt without a doubt it, 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 if he was a couple decades later yep. but everybody's a, a person of their own time that got serious we didn't recall the sketch it'll come to us as we're driving later on yeah um so let's why don't we close it off with a sweet journal entry and i gotta tell you is there a word popping out in your head right there i can't read it no all right, so I don't think this would fly in a classroom now, because there's a hard R. Oh no, yeah, but it's not referencing an individual. But well, you didn't have to read it in front of the class, did you? No, I don't, I don't think so. I'm sure kids said words. This is I've talked stuff. about on the podcast that I had a good relationship with this teacher, she, even though this is garbage. She appreciated that it wasn't like I like the Vikings, eh? I do believe the rules were you can turn, you have to, here's your prompt, but you can then write about anything you'd like. Yeah. Um, we just got a, we just got our, our, uh, what do you call it? Our light. Uh, 
Yes. So anyways, this uh, what I was getting to is she had me come from my other art class and bring an art project that I had made, an assemblage, to the classroom because she's like, that'll really inspire. And of course, I'm like, I'm an artist, man. Sure it will. And of course, I go in high school Hans H thinking like this was hot shit. And I go in and instead of explaining the art, which was an exploding TV with baby parts and fake blood and weird clippings. And I go, what do you see here? <laughs> and the kid just shouts out, piece of shit. <laughs> and like the bad public speaker being the Walmart of the world, I was like, oh, but it's not. <laughs> it was over by that point. So I just left in shame. And this kid was like a small, like ratty freshman. And I was a senior about to graduate. And he just schooled me. Don't know his name. I can sort of picture his face, you know, bleach blondie. Anyways. Let's close it with this because it's 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 love like B. All right, this is two two oh one as Barbara Broker. Okay, love conquers. Uh, you're a better Barbara Broker. <laughs> love conquers. I can't do it. Can you do it, Barbara Broker? Uh, I am Barbara Broker. There Come on go. down to the right price. Yeah, that's you're the first contestant number one. Oh yeah. So get I on over here and have a bar. <laughs> have a lemon bar. Come on, hurry up. We don't got all day. <laughs> Love conquers all obstacles, therefore one should be able to overlook all faults and forgive anything. Do you agree or disagree with this, and why or why not? That's the prompt. Hey, Barbara. I don't think... I don't think that this is true. Love does not conquer all obstacles. In many cases, it probably creates more obstacles. Don't, don't you think so? I mean, love is retarded. <laughs> or let me put the, it this way. It is totally unique or special between every single living thing that exists anywhere. Love is anarchy. Anarchy. It's spelled anarchy. You cannot let it control your life because if you, along with everyone else, do not, there will be no order, only complication. It's the right price. <laughs> Love will never be our president. Or at least I know that I would never vote for it. Because I'd only vote for parole. He was a third party. By the way, I'm having a party this weekend. It's a buffet around the neighborhood. Bring a treat. <laughs> I'll be real nice and I'll kiss many, many babies. What? Hold on. B. Love would be like... Oh, because it's president. It's president. Uh, love will never be our president, or at least I know that I would never vote for it. Love would be like, hey, vote for me. I'm like, love. And he would be like, gender normative. I'll be real nice and I'll kiss many, many babies. Don't trust love. It's a politician. Don't you? It's true. It's like Trump. It's two-faced. Love can best be seen as a Miss Havisham. Break her heart, Stella. Break her heart. That's too very... Uh, Were you referencing something you had read in the class? No, but Miss Havisham is from Great Expectations. Right. And Stella is from Tennessee Williams. I was thinking you were aiming for extra points somehow. I'm sure. I wanted to look crazy, smart, artsy. Yeah. I'm sure. Con man, B. <laughs> well, I, for one, am taking love out. And not for a twelve ninety nine steak dinner. Dollar <laughs> ninety nine With a leg lock pile driver. I'm Barbara Broker, and that was a journal entry. I'm Barbara Broker and I'm tapping my heart out. I'm Barbara Broker, come down for the right price. <laughs> well, that's an hour. Is that an hour? Oh, that's like a perfect hour. Nice. Thanks, Johnny. Been fun. I man. never say thanks for coming on the pod, by the way. Thanks for you coming do. on the pod. You have. No, I don't. Absolutely. Never have done it. All right, Barbara. I've beat you. It's a lot of bees. Bee Berthold, Barber Broker. Now get on over here and give me some relief. <laughs> it's kid stuff. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. This is not unique. This is a universal promo. The only time it is unique is for this episode because it's the first time it's being used. But I will not mention any details from this episode because it will be used on other episodes. Why do I do this? Is it because I don't love you? 
know? Is it because by the time I think to record these, it is after Ruby's bedtime and I don't want to get the switch from my better half? Yes. Does that make me a lesser man? You tell me. I've been told to eat my chips in the closet, you queen. <laughs> no, they didn't say queen. <laughs> oh, this is not unique. This is universal. And because of that, thank you very much for listening. If you've listened to multiple episodes, hell, every episode, thank you so much. If you're telling people about the pod, thank you so much. If you're new to the pod, thank you so much. If you hated what you heard and you listened up to this point, thank you so much. And hit us on Facebook and tell me why you're steamed. Uh, Man, uh, a rating and a review is always appreciated. You know that. And uh, and a message on Facebook, good or bad. No, only good is good or bad is appreciated. But, like, you know, you know which one we like better. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. This is not unique. This is universal. Actually, probably not going to use that one because it's recorded in the car, obviously, and the audio's bad. So that one was unique. But I'll probably do a universal soon. Love you, nothing to do about it. No one does it better They've been there through the sunshine And also stormy weather I can always count on them to have what I need That's why Walmart is like family Everybody's a Walmart